0: Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm James. And we've said that for three years now. Three years on the money. This is the third anniversary of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. They (laughs) said we couldn't do it. We proved them (laughs) wrong. Whoever they are, we proved them wrong. I don't think anybody told us we couldn't do it, did they? I don't know. How people say that. Oh man, they they said, they they said they we couldn't do it. Now look at us. I don't know who they are, but they they're always haters. Yeah. We we proved the haters wrong. Here we well, happy are. Happy anniversary, buddy. Happy anniversary. Yeah. So, I should take you out to a nice dinner. <laughs> uh So, we got asked on Discord for some magic stories. And We're going to so have story time tonight. We're going to have story time to celebrate three years in the podcast game we're gonna talk stories some of them you may have heard some of them may not have I don't even know what the planned stories are so it's gonna be a free-flowing conversation
1: yeah it's it's just us telling stories well telling stories to each other and you guys get to come along for the ride
0: so if you would um like to contribute ideas for shows we've still got a few more weeks until Kamigawa um Neon Destiny comes out. You can get us on Twitter at Casual Tripod.
1: Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Trihard MTG, or you can email us show at com. If you're looking to share any of your own stories or like Brian said, um, if you have any other show ideas, let us know. You can also do that in our Discord. Uh, there should be a link to join our Discord in the description and on all our social media So hop on over there. It's probably the quickest way to get a hold of us. Um, There's a room in there for show ideas and, you know, a general room for if you want to share your own magic stories. Um, Also, we would appreciate it if you're looking to pick up any single cards uh, to use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after using that link, we will get a percentage of that help keeps the show going. And if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at Patreon.com/CasualTryhardMTG, where patrons get early access to our show notes. Uh, I usually post them the day before the show goes live, so that you guys have a chance to kind of see what we're going to be doing for that week. Um, I also post up our pre-show ramblings, which have a little bit less magic content, but even more of us, so it's it's fine um that usually goes up early on in the week so patrons get access to that and i put you on my mailing list where i occasionally do random thank yous to our patrons and you get the benefit of help, helping to keep the show going so we really appreciate it thanks to all our patrons
0: yes thank you all
1: yeah uh you got any housekeeping stuff before we get into into story time
0: i don't think i think that's pretty much everything like we said uh, give us suggestions for shows going forward yeah, that's important. Uh, We're
1: in the lull right now, so
0: yes, it's been a very long lull with them pushing back Neon Destiny. Yeah, uh, so, Dynasty. Dynasty, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever. There's gonna be seven cards that we care about, and then that'll be it. Yeah, probably. And then
1: they're gonna change them after two months anyway. So
0: or yeah. after a month, it'll be like, "Oops, we didn't play test this one."
1: Yeah. Oops.
0: Oopsie. All right.
1: So before we start story time. I'm going to start with a story about story time. Is that all right? Sure. Go ahead. So when, when I saw this idea for an episode out of our Discord, uh, we had one of our listeners post up asking for magic stories. It thought of a, I thought of a different story about how kind of early on in my return to magic, um, I was having a chat with our local game store owner who I talk to all the time, almost every day. And we were talking about how magic is kind of a game of stories, like a whole bunch of different stories, like stories on top of stories. So you have, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are drawn to the game. It's not just the lore and it's not just the strategy. It's, Kind of something that we've both been preaching over the years is like the friends that you make and the people that you hang out with and the games that you play. Um, Those are all their own kind of story. So you have the lore behind the cards that kind of tells an overarching story of, you know, the game. And then you have the story of like your own personal growth as a player and how, you know, you start with... You know, a planeswalker pre-con deck off the Walmart shelf and kind of grow into whoever you're gonna become as a magic player. And then you also have stories that the cards tell you while you're playing the game that maybe people don't really think about. I think one of the um one of the guys that does lore videos on YouTube for a while was trying to make like thematic decks that would tell a story as you played them but i don't think it was super popular or did real well oh what's his name
0: it was uh the guy with the mustache minute um yeah
1: the guy with the mustache from tcg player
0: who who left tcg player yeah uh yeah gosh what is his name anyway uh yeah
1: but like as you're playing the game it's kind of telling a story too you know i mean like you cast a creature and oh it gets murdered whatever it is, terminated. Um, so the game's kind of full of stories. And I think at the times when the game is the most successful are the times when the stories are the best. The times when the gameplay stories are the best, the times when the coverage stories are the best, the times when like, you're traveling to tournaments and having a lot of fun. So just as kind of like a preamble to what we're going to be talking about today is I think that's magic strong suit is the stories, whether or not you like think of it that way. um, It's a really important part of the game.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Like that's, that's what kind of ties everyone together is right. If you are people who play magic, even if, like, you drifted apart, like, socially, right? Yeah. Or, like, your lives have diverged, you can always go back to the game as a touchstone touch to hang out or, mm-hmm. like, talk about, like, old stories. Just like, you know, people roll their eyes at the, you know, the the guy who's 35 telling, like, high school football stories. Yeah. Right? Right? You can you know, have people you've played Magic with 10 years ago and be like, oh, remember when, like, thing happened yep. during a game, right? And that's something you can always go back to. Yep. And that goes back to the, um, the fact that it's Magic the Gathering, right? Absolutely. And the, sto- and the stories come from the Gathering and as a, a, a reason to come together. For sure. So, all right. So we have... um so, how we first got into the game. So, how did you first get into Magic?
1: So, way back when, um, I don't remember exactly. I can probably figure out exactly how old I was, but I'm pretty sure I was in middle school. And one of my friends had just gotten into D&D, and I went over to his house and he was, you know, had this little mini campaign prepared like just for me to like teach me the game or whatever. And you know, I had fun playing D and D with this guy. And um, he said, okay, like if if you want to keep doing this, like I've got a couple other people that want to play, but like everyone has to have their own tools to play the game. And he told me about, you know, the character sheets and dice and a player's handbook and all that. So I don't remember if it was that weekend or like the next weekend, but The next chance I had, uh, my mom drove me down to a game store in downtown Syracuse, uh, Twilight Book and Game Emporium, and I was going to get my D&D books, except when I went up to the counter, there was two guys at a table playing Magic right there, and I don't know if it was like them just obviously having a good time, or the artwork on the cards, or... The look of um, like concentration on their faces. Like I could tell it was really strategic. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I do remember instead of buying a player's handbook and a set of dice, I bought a revised starter deck and two packs of the dark.
0: Hard pivot, ladies and gentlemen. Hard pivot. <laughs> yep. We could be talking the casual try hard Dungeons and Dragons podcast right now. We could be. But no, no. Fate. Fate. Fate stepped in, intervened. and was like, no, no, I won't let you do that. That's right. You've got to play, Magic the Gathering. Would you like to have even less money than your average D and D player? <laughs> do I have a, a a story for you?
1: I don't know, man. Like I've seen some of these D and D players buying minis, and you think we have
0: a, a bad habit? <laughs> oh man, my my brother has so much stuff. Like I think he's taken to. 3D printing his minis. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do now. Yeah, so he's got like th- a 3D printer and like makes his own minis. Yeah. So, yeah, but yes, there there are they are expensive. Then you got to paint them. Mhm. Right? Like uh uh So, all right. I slightly different story. I so when I started playing, it was It would have been 95 So like Ice Age Was like readily available Yeah so, Ice Age wasn't out when I started I'm pretty
1: sure it was um The Dark was the most recent set so like, so like I think
0: like Ice Age And like the like the Dark and Fallen Empires were like Older cards they weren't like the current cards That were out like you could still get them Because they were the Dark and Fallen Empires but um um there was uh at my high school there was this back hallway so there was like the lunchroom and there was this hallway that went down past the band room mm-hmm. and like ended outside right so there was like a door there was like the lunchroom a door a hallway a door another hallway and then you're outside so mm-hmm. that back hallway I don't know how we got started, but, like, some people I knew played Magic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I started playing with them. Now, um, we were Catholic, and our priest was on this kick about how Dungeons and Dragons was evil. It was the mid-'90s, so, like, yeah. everything was bad. I mean, it happened, yeah. It happened, right? So Magic cards weren't a high on the approved list. right. So, like, I got cards and, like, hid them Ooh. and would sit in my room on the floor with the door closed and, like, sort cards and go through them and stuff. <laughs> All right. I don't know how well I was hiding them, but I was hiding them. Right. And um, there was a game store. I forget what it was called. I only went in it a few times. That um, was, like, down by the library down from, like, my high school. Mm -hmm. so if like i had a reason to go to the library i could swing in there and get stuff but i don't think i went in there a few times yeah um but yeah i don't know how i ended up getting the cards i got Hmm. but uh but yeah i had i just had cards that i like hid and had decks i played uh alliances is out so i know i played like i remember playing like blue white control with, like, my WinCon being Caldoran Outpost.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good WinCon.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, like, stuff like that. Just playing, like, games it would take, like, all lunch period. We'd yeah. just sit on the floor and play at the end of the hallway. Glass beads and all. Yep. Right, so. But, like, I had to kind of hide it initially. I think eventually, like. I know eventually it was not as big a deal. Yeah. And I played through, oh gosh, when? Oh gosh, uh, like my freshman or sophomore year in college, and then I stopped.
1: Oh, I stopped way before that. The uh, I remember the last thing that I did was collect a full set of Visions, and it was while Visions was still in print.
0: You know what's crazy? I did the exact same thing. I had a full set of Visions. Yeah. I am missing like a handful of cards from Maria re- from having reassembled the full set of visions. Yeah.
1: Like, I, uh, I, I think I went through and sold a bunch of stuff out of that set when I got back into the game to kind of fund my re-entry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, when I went to grad school, I didn't realize how much like, cause I just had the cards and kept moving them and I was yeah. have to move to Atlanta and I sold like my whole collection for like $500, which was not enough in yeah. retrospect. Cause I had a full set of, Dual lands. Yeah. Plus a full set of cradles. Like every rare land I just had a bunch of. And yeah. I sold them and I was like super thrilled to get five hundred dollars. So I was like, maybe I should have sold it for more. But I used that to move from Pittsburgh to Atlanta yeah. when I got my postdoc. And then uh like eight years later or something, maybe not even that long, uh, I was like, I'm gonna play Magic again. Yep. <laughs> I wish I had I wish I had <laughs> sold six years. I was like, I wish I hadn't sold those cards. Uh, Yeah, my
1: break was much longer than that.
0: So, well, Um, no, I'll take that back. My break was like 10 years, but between selling my cards. Oh, I gotcha. Or like 12 years, but between selling my cards and playing again. Yeah. uh, Was only like six years or seven years.
1: Yeah, I think my break was almost 20 years. Because I stopped at Visions, which would have been like 96, maybe? 95, 96? 96? Mm-hmm. And then I got back in, in like, I'm 14 Theros, so that would have been, like, 2015.
0: Yeah, so I played through, like, I played into my freshman year of college, so 99. So I played all through high school. Yeah. Then in 99, uh, like, the people I played with I didn't see anymore because I went to college, and, like, the people that did play that I ran into at college... I deemed weird. Like, These people are weird. I don't enjoy interacting with them. So yeah. I stopped playing. And then when I went to grad school, I was like, oh, I'll try to find a place to play again. And like I it did not work out with like where like Wizards Event locator or whatever was the thing at the time told me there was magic. First yeah. like where I could actually get to yeah. as a grad student. So I like I think I like played like one event, like one F and M, like on like in like two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and then didn't play again. So I played like two thousand and one. That I like played like one event and like sorry, even one event in like two thousand two. Yeah, oh, sorry ninety nine. Then like one event in two thousand two, and then didn't play again until uh M fifteen was getting like Thirst was getting ready to rotate. Yeah, so it would right before cons. So about a year after you came back. Yeah, I think it was about a year. Yeah, so like 99, stopped, tried again in like 2002, still didn't take. (laughs) Sold my cards in 2008, came back in like 2014 because it was right after I got married. Yeah.
1: So you had mentioned something about um, like not remembering how you got cards. Yes. I actually have kind of a couple quick cool stories about getting cards when I was young. Okay. So I grew up um, in a suburb of Syracuse. And I was like way outside city limits of the suburb that I was in. So I was like... In the middle of nowhere. There was way on the outside of town. um, Almost like bordering the next town over. So there wasn't a whole lot around where I lived. And we lived on a pretty busy road. So it wasn't super easy for us to like get out of the house. And I was in kind of a big family. Like I got two sisters and a brother and we're all fairly close in age. So in order for us to like go to the store like they had to pack everybody up and it was like a big thing. So really didn't get away from the house too much, but I would say maybe 800 foot from our driveway, you know, kind of down the road to the end of the street. And then like, that was a pretty busy road, but then maybe 800 foot on that road was the entrance to a park like a county park or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like super nice. And it was the like paved trail for this park was the whole length of the lake. So it was like eight miles long. So if I could get on my bike and go to the park, like I had the whole length of the park that I could, you know, do whatever I wanted and it was you know safe. There wasn't, wasn't going to get run over by a car or whatever. So, I remember one of the ways I used to get cards was at the far other end of the park. Um, you'd have to leave the park, but like two blocks outside the park, there was a comic book store that was like second story of some building. So I remember saving my lunch money up all week long, telling my mom that I was going to the ride, my bike in the park haul ass as fast as I can, like, all the way clear down to the other end of the park, jump back out, run into the comic book store, run upstairs, buy a couple packs of cards, get back on my bike, haul ass back up, you know, eight miles again on my bike, and then get home. That was one of the ways I used to get
0: cards. (laughs) It's called dedication. Dedication, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now you couldn't do that because it would be afraid you would get kidnapped if you got out of sight of the front porch. Yeah, exactly. The kids still have bikes? Um I'm going to go with yes cuz they still sell them at Target. So I assume someone's right. buying them. Maybe. But uh my kid, oh, my kid kind of has a bike. So <laughs> he he he, get, he can't pedal it, but he kind of has a bike. Yeah.
1: So one more story about getting cards. And this one's a little bit quicker. Um one of the supermarkets near my house wasn't the one that we went to all the time but like if my mom was running out and needed something it was like if we were driving past this place and needed something we'd stop in but they had a bunch of vending machines in the front of the store and inside one of the vending machines was magic packs oh yeah so i remember every time we'd go in there i'd bug my mom until she got me a a pack of cards out of the vending machine
0: That would have been a better use. I remember collecting, like, stickers. They used to have these, like... (laughs) They used to have these books that, um, like, you would buy the... You'd buy, like, books, and then they would have... You would buy packs of stickers. Mm -hmm. Like, and you would randomly get stickers, and you would put the stickers in the books to make bigger pictures. It was, like, baseball players and stuff. It was kind of like baseball cards. I Hmm. remember doing those, and, like, those were the things that, like, hey, man, can, can I get... Can I get can I get a fix? Can I get a little bit? <laughs> can I get my fix and maybe and like so that would be my thing. I remember when I was when I was younger, younger. Yeah. Uh I think the pre-magic days, but yep. yeah, it's uh but yeah, I don't remember how I ended up with cards. I just know that I did. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what begging, borrowing and stealing I did to end up with those cards. I just know that like yes, I have cards. Yeah. Um, you you uh, you also
1: mentioned briefly about how magic in some places was kind of taboo, like in the early days.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, not when I first started playing, but like shortly before I exited the game, um, like for my break or whatever, I remember like going to a bunch of tournaments. Like I, I would go to a tournament somewhere every weekend. And one of the places where we used to play was a church. There was a church that used to hold uh, Saturday evening uh, magic tournaments.
0: Oh, nice!
1: Yeah, it was like in their Bible study hall or whatever. There was I don't know fifteen twenty people would show up and play magic.
0: That was that was not what we were about at my uh, yeah. uh, establishment. Yep. They were they were like yeah about that, and I was like okay. <laughs> That's a no go. It's a no-go check. No yeah. go. Um yeah, so that's how I got started. And then you kind of got a little timeline, played for a few years, then uh went away, tried to come back, bounced off. Yep, yeah. and then uh uh came Just back. Just to
1: uh provide some context here, do you not that probably most of our listeners are gonna you know have lived through this anyway but do you remember like getting any sort of content from the internet about magic like in the early days
0: no none whatsoever i remember like magazines and stuff in quest um, and scry yeah but dualist yeah but no i never no internet content that there, i ever remembered
1: yeah there were bulletin boards that did magic content. Um, there were some on AOL and there were some, I don't remember what the other bulletin board site was. It was so long ago. It, it doesn't matter, but th- there were, there were some online. And I think one of the bulletin boards from the place that wasn't AOL was what turned into the source. hmm DG, the source Which was like a huge, big deal, like an early Magic for strategy and you know deck lists and that kind of kind of thing. Um, What made me think of this is you mentioned alliances. Do you remember the alliances, like set release?
0: Vaguely, like when I played, like I didn't play like at a local game store, so it was just like I was like the. The unwashed, unheard masses of not so much kitchen table magic, but yeah. like hallway floor table. magic. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, playing on the concrete outside of the school. So, a little I,
1: bit of spaghetti on your force of nature.
0: Yeah. I like, I know that what it was a Balduvian horde was like mm-hmm. the card. Yeah. But I don't like, like, I never had any hype around stuff.
1: Um. So, the reason I brought up Alliances in particular is because bef- I'm almost positive it was Alliances, but before the set released, somebody had posted up the God book yeah, yeah. on one of the bulletin boards. And I remember like I went and I printed out like on a dot matrix printer or whatever the God book so that I could... You know, flip through the pages and look at all the cards before they were released.
0: So I I do uh, regret I had a card that like I got because I thought it was super neat and really cool, and I ended up getting mm-hmm. rid of it like years later. But I remember I like the card I really wanted was in our giving archaeologist. Oh, and I think I traded it for store credit to buy a shirt that I still have. <laughs> Uh, I think it has. Migra- we
1: still have the shirt.
0: I think it has migrated to Hannah's closet. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy from Batman: The Animated Series, mm-hmm. like hugging. Yeah. But I had an Argivian archaeologist for like years, and then I think I traded it for that stupid shirt, and now that <laughs> uh, that card is—I just checked—$180.
1: Do you, is that the only like old expensive card that you had?
0: Well, I mentioned I had a play set of all the revised duels. Yeah. A play set of all the saga lands. Did Um, you ever end up with any like power? No, I never had any power. Yeah.
1: I had an emerald for a portion of time when I was,
0: I don't know. I must've been 13 or 14 years old. (laughs) Yeah, I never never had power. Yeah. Cuz like I said, I think I started like a year or two after you. Yeah. So like even then, like but like, you know, when you're like 14 without a job. Yeah. Right, like the um like the fact that like a black lotus is like 30 bucks is like ridiculous. Oh, I remember was... like the emerald I had was super beat up. It was
1: it it would be bad by today's standards. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I like I remember buying my duels for twenty dollars a piece.
1: Yeah. No, I remember duels being cheap. Um, I think I traded for my emerald though. I want to say I traded like two Force of Wills
0: and a Jester's Cap. Jester's Cap was awesome. It was. Yeah. I mean, you. That is still a good trade. I mean, it might not have been a good trade then, but it was a good trade now. Yeah, you had you had been up big. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I think I ended up trading the mocks for an Ali from Cairo.
0: Not as good a trade, but still, Ali from Cairo was also one of those cards that it was. Yeah, that was, was like, a heavy Oh and this back card's So good. Like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like yeah. what can I do about it? It was just one of those cards where you're just like, oh man, that card's super good. Yeah. And then I think I traded the Alley from Cairo for a mirror universe. Yeah, you were you were dealing in some uh, a, a different <laughs> a different caliber of card than I. Like like I remember playing City of Shadows, which is now like a hundred dollar card. Like I played that card like seriously. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, Oh, City of Shadows, let's go. <laughs> cards awful. Yeah, very,
1: very, very bad.
0: And what is it? It's like you tap and sack a creature to put like a charge counter on it or something. And then you can remove the charge yeah, counters like to make that. mana.
1: I know you have to sacrifice creatures. I don't remember what it does with yes, them. Yes, you like
0: feed it creatures. Uh, Hmm. You got to City of Shadows is a uh, common enough title of things that. Uh, uh, we're you gonna gotta get type the, MTG after it. Yeah, you gotta type it MTG. Okay, here we go. I think this is the okay. Tap. Sacrifice one of your creatures, but remove it from the game instead of placing it in your graveyard. Put a counter on City of Shadows. Tap. Add X colorless mana to your mana pool, where X is the number of counters on City of Shadows. Mm. Moderately played fifty dollars. Yep. Uh and uh it's um price is basically a straight line up uh since October. <laughs> Wild. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: yep. Yeah, $100. Think,
1: like all of my old duels. I mean at least you sold yours, mine disappeared. Okay. I, uh, at one point, I think after I graduated high school, but before I was in college, um, like a friend of a friend, I think I was like staying at my buddy's house for a while. And I think it was his cousin was also living there and, uh, he was interested in the game. So I taught him how to play. And I think like, I let him borrow one of my decks and then just, like, never thought to get it back. Oops. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that deck had Savannas, Traps, and Tundras in it.
0: Oof. Yeah. No no good. No, No good at all. Yep. Very much, very much sad.
1: So, uh, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, I, I'm sure I have other stories about like tournaments and stuff, but do you want to talk a little bit about like what got you back into the game or why why you got back into the game?
0: Uh sure. So, my wife will say that it was a uh, uh I tricked her uh with yeah. fair cuz I hadn't played Magic while we were dating. And we yeah. had dated for a very long time. Yeah six years no magics and i had downloaded um whatever doles of the planeswalkers thing on my ipad mm-hmm. basically how i play magic now but it was only <laughs> against like you know the computer ai right okay. and i was playing. I was like oh this is a lot of fun. to the point where i took my ipad on our honeymoon cruise and played
1: Duels of the Planeswalkers.
0: Duels of the Planeswalkers or whatever it was on my iPad during our honeymoon. Like she'd be sitting and reading a book. I'd be playing yeah. Magic. And I was like, you know what? Like this is fun. Like I should go try to find a place to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I was like, I can figure something out. Uh, And so I went to again like wizards event locator or like store locator or whatever and uh white widow games came up mm-hmm. which was like right by my house yep and i went over on a sunday in the summer like in like late july early august mm-hmm. and they were playing smash brothers and the store was full of people playing smash brothers and if you guys know hardcore Smash Brothers players, they only play on CRT TVs because the um uh, the there's no refresh rate, so like you can see what's going on like milliseconds faster. Yeah, and so the entire store was full of. CRT TVs and people playing Smash, and it was when the store had no air conditioning.
1: Oh Cause was, man!
0: Because it was in the building across from uh, Sacatras High School. Yeah. And um, it just smelled of disgusting nerd. Yeah. And, uh, in classic game store fashion. I went in and looked around and looked at stuff and could not for the life of me figure out how to participate in commerce at the store. <laughs> there was no one behind the counter. There was no one who looked like they worked there. There was nothing. I like called my wife on the way home and was like I have no idea how to participate in commerce here. Like I have no idea how I could give anyone legal US tender to get goods or services. No clue. <laughs> So I ended up going back later when I was like, well, maybe Sunday is just a bad day. (laughs) So I went back another time and was able to like figure stuff out and go from there. But that first time I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then, um, I forget when I went in, but I went in and we'll leave off names, but, there was a certain, um, group of players mm-hmm. who, uh, look, uh, very, um, uh, intimidating. Okay. Lots of, lots of, uh, tattoos and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, I left, I was like, holy crap. Nerds got hard. <laughs> like, like this is not how, this is not the nerds I remember. I was like, the nerds <laughs> got hard. Like, geez. Oh man. Like this is, this is tough. <laughs> Like I don't know about this. This is this is rough and tumble. What's crazy
1: uh, is like they're all super nice
0: guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like first yeah, pass, first
1: impressions. Yeah,
0: you're just like, huh? well, I mean, you say that, and not to say they're not nice guy, nice guys, but you do know, uh, again, loyal listener. You better be a loyal listener. Anthony's story yeah. about playing his first event at uh, the old White Widow Games. Oh I don't he, know. do I know this story? You do, I think. So he had been playing in California and he moved from California to here and he was like looking for some way to like get back into magic slash like use it as a way to like find friends because he moved all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he does a draft, I think, and he's I think it was a draft and he's sitting down playing at someone he's trying to make small talk. yeah, and he's like, so. What do you do for your living and his uh, hard nerd opponent looks at him dead straight face looks at me eyes he goes I sell drugs <laughs> and hundred percent that's what the guy's job is was that's what it was nope. <laughs> and Anthony was like crap should I be here like this does not <laughs> seem like perhaps the place I should like be hanging out right now yeah uh. Yeah, so like that was like, like at that point I think I doesn't been mean there. he's not
1: a nice guy though. No,
0: no, I'm not saying he was a nice guy, <laughs> which I, I I tried to specify earlier, yeah. but it's it's just like like the impression and the vibe. You're just like oh, like this is yeah. this is way more rough and tumble than I was envisioning. Yeah. Uh, but I think at that point I'd been going there for like a year maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think somewhere around in there. 'Cause I think at that point it was Battle for Zendikar Draft is when he came. Yeah. So
1: was right or BFC was right after Khan's, wasn't it?
0: Yep. So we yeah. the simpler times of like a year was an entire block. Right. <laughs> As opposed to like, Hey, you just learned these characters and mechanics. Deuces, we out. We out. <laughs> Uh, exactly. We're gonna make we're gonna make double faced cards, so that'll be the theme for the year. How do you what do you think about that? Is that really tying the room together? <laughs> it is not a rug. Okay. No, it does not tie the room together. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so like I came back, and it was it was a different scene initially than what I like had left or expected, mm-hmm. and then you know I I found uh some people that were more. Um, uh, I don't know. More, more my speed. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, those guys are fine, but just like we we do not mesh. Yeah. So, but yeah. <clears> so I came. So that's what I came back. Is I came back to a unair conditioned, sweaty, smelling store where I people were playing Smash Brothers. Yeah,
1: that that was rough towards the end before that store uh, went away. Wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, bad times. Bad times. Um so when I came back into the game was kind of a fluke. Like I think when we were talking to Brad I mentioned that um during one of my back surgeries I had randomly downloaded like Magic Online and was playing some popper. Mm-hmm. Um I don't count that as a return to the game though cuz I mean that that was like a two or three week thing that i did while i was uh recuperating from surgery um my like actual return to the game was i think like theros was just coming out and i used to have um like my own shop that i rented like separate from work just like a place to store my cars and projects and parts and whatever and I was working on a car super late one night with one of my buddies. And I needed a bolt for, I don't even remember what we were doing. I think I was, I think I was finishing up a motor swap in a um, Jetta. And I needed a bolt to hold the exhaust together. And for whatever reason, I couldn't find one in my toolbox or in my parts or whatever that would work. And it was like midnight. And I really wanted to hear this car fire up before like I was done for the day or for the night. So the only place that's open at midnight that may or may not have a bolt is Walmart. Cause they yes. have that like hardware section or whatever. Mm-hmm. So me and my buddy hop in this car and we drive down to Walmart and find a bolt that we think will work. And we're getting ready to check out in like super late night at Walmart I think this was before self-checkout lanes or before they were like super widespread. Um, The only lanes that are open are like at the very end where like the magic cards used to be. So we're in the checkout line to buy this, you know, dollar bolt or whatever. And he turns to me and says, oh, magic cards. I used to buy some of them when I was a kid, but none of my friends knew how to play magic, so nobody ever taught me how to play. And I was like, no shit. Like, I have a whole bunch of magic cards, and I remember how to play. So we each bought a... I think they were... I don't remember if they were Planeswalker decks or, like, the dual decks or whatever. They are probably Planeswalker decks. No. Was there something before Planeswalker decks?
0: Uh Oh. they were the they were like the the deck There you could buy a box that had two like jace versus whoever no, they weren't versus elfifth they were not the dual decks,
1: decks. no no eh, whatever they were we bought two of them and a couple packs and spent the next like 3 hours back at my shop learning how to play magic on the concrete floor <laughs> did that car start up uh, not that night. We were playing magic. <laughs> you got sidetracked, poor car. Yeah, we, we yeah we got sidetracked. Uh, eventually, it did. I drove that car for a while, but yeah, we were playing magic, and then probably like a week or two later, I think we had um, like run the course with the two whatever decks, the intro decks or whatever that we had, um, and we're looking to expand them. So we went down or we found, you know, Googled game stores or whatever and found White Widow. And again, like super late after having worked in my shop, after having worked at work all day, um, I think it was like 11.30 or 11 or 11.30, we showed up to White Widow Games because they were open
0: somehow. And there was like a million people in there playing Magic. So in their defense, they were open somehow, the hours printed on the door was an open time. And then usually like when the last life point goes away or when yeah. the dice are done rolling. Yeah. So like they were just how many times did like we even like on a weekend just stay there till like five or six in the morning?
1: Oh, yeah. Way too many times.
0: How many people had like a key to lock the, sh- the shop up at the end of the night?
1: Way too many
0: (laughs) Where the shopper would just be like I'm going home And would like look around and be like you have a key right Or you know the security code Lock up when you're done And would leave Yep. And to think they only got They only got robbed once
1: Only once Crazy to think about
0: So Yeah Yeah, So like just for like somebody
1: That didn't know the store though it was Really weird that they were open so late and that there were so many people there
0: oh yeah like it made zero sense I mean, even like when you knew the store the fact that it was like it was like 11 30 or 12 30 and you were like making a taco bell run so you could <laughs> like play the next four rounds yep and you're just like well i'm not going home till six <laughs> and then the next events at noon Yep. so I guess I'll get four hours of sleep and rally <laughs> yeah now I I definitely can't do that like, I stopped doing the overnight one because uh, there was a direct correlation to me like getting sick and yeah. me getting like four hours of sleep two nights in a row Yeah. right but like I am hopeful that we come back to a point where like I can like go be like all right it's release weekend you've got the kid i'm gonna like play at noon and then i'm gonna play at like six yeah and i'll play at noon and like eight on sunday Mm -hmm. and like like i look forward to that being a thing that can happen again hopefully yeah because i think that like at least like the pre-release hype is never gonna go away like the number of people that like never played but would like show up on pre-release or like would um there was a guy who like was like a graphic artist and his studio or like where he would go to work he was like Mm self-employed was the condo on the third floor of my building yeah or the next building over and i would see him outside my house sometimes and say hi But the only times he'd ever come to the store, he'd bring his son, and they would do pre-release. Yeah. And they would do, like, three or four pre-releases, and then they were done with Magic for three months. And then they'd come back in three months, and they would play again.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of people that you only ever saw for pre-release.
0: And, like, I don't know. Like, that's kind of cool. That was something that, like, they just, like, could count on to be like, oh, hey, it's pre-release time. We're going to go do pre-release. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yep. So... I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so yep. that was my that was our getting back into. Oh, well, how did you, so that was our getting back into the game? Yours was a little more uh, like spur of the moment, spontaneous. Mine was uh, a, a direct uh, ploy from Chad's uh, predecessor. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was very spur of the moment, um, and probably wouldn't have even happened if there weren't like products in big box stores, which is kind of. A weird thing to say, given my view on things currently, but...
0: Your view on products in big box stores? Yeah. Um, I mean, are there still products in big box stores? Since people were, like, jumping each other for Pokemon cards and... Oh, no, there's still Magic cards.
1: Yeah, there's still Magic cards.
0: Yeah, because I went by and I was like, oh, there's Magic cards here. Neat. Yeah. Did not buy any. Suck it, Chad. But... Yeah. <laughs> bro get you on arena bro don't worry that's right we'll get your beans yeah uh so what what are our other what were other requested stories here
1: well i just i didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to share either from either from the game store like the store itself or any traveling stories I think we've told a lot of our traveling I stories think so, already. But so, I don't know if there's any of those that you wanted to rehash or
0: speaking of arena and like the gathering part and like seeing people um I think I've talked about how um uh Anthony and I became friends. Mhm. Um so it was a I do believe again it was like BFZ He had, it was like this is his second time in the store, and he does a draft. And for some reason, he was like, I think this guy knows how to, like, seems pretty good. Yeah. And like, came over and asked me to help him with his deck. And I like laid out his deck, and like, we rebuilt it, and we talked through stuff. And then he just kind of followed me around, (laughs) and like, was just kind of like, and he'll admit this, and he'll like, he's like, Yeah, I just followed you around but like then he was like you know i'd go talk to cameron and he was just like on the periphery right and he just slowly over the course of that night and like additional days like became like integrated as like part of the of the group and like that yeah and that doesn't happen unless like one like at the store two you know him being like oh i'll see if this guy will help me with my deck And like me being willing to be like, oh, yeah, here's what you should try to do. Right. So like that, that is an aspect that you definitely lose on arena. Oh, for sure. There's not like a combination of of, uh, of emotes that like allows your opponent (laughs) to like look at your deck and make changes. Right. Definitely Um, not. And that's also like why limited is so good. Yeah. Right. Well, there is the collection building aspect of limited, but more like I like doing limited uh, initially when I got back. So when I got back first, I played like red green land destruction with creeping mold.
1: Oh, not, dude. Not An ember w- swallower.
0: I don't know if I had that card. Because I like, played
1: I d- land destruction with ember swallower and xenogod, <laughs> or no xenogos planeswalker.
0: So I did not. Uh, I did. I was trying haha, not to spend too much money haha, on magic. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to get too many cards that are gonna rotate. Yeah. And so, but so because like I was doing that, and I was just getting stomped. I was like, why is this not good anymore? It's before I realized they were anti blowing up and The difference between stone rain and creeping mold is infinite. Right. Um. But uh, I was like, I don't want to spend a whole lot. So I was playing that. And I kind of realized, like, well, I don't have as big a collection as a lot of people, and I don't want to put a lot of money into it now. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's um, like almost rotation. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to draft because we all start at like zero. We have the same collection. Mm -hmm. Right. And like drafting is something I can improve at. And so that's why for like, years and years and years I was a like a drafter at FM. yeah right and then only towards the end did I like kind of go back and forth slash like mainly I started playing more constructed mm-hmm. uh but that was mainly because like I was very much like there's there's a thing I want to do good at yeah so I need to learn how to play this deck but like I would go in like on Saturdays because I always did like a Saturday draft, I'd go do the Saturday draft. hmm. Uh, and stuff. Like, I have I so many cons cards. You used to draft cards. like every day. I have so many cons cards because, uh, uh, cons being like the best draft format in the last like decade. Right. Or, I guess the only one I haven't played extensively is Innistrad. And I guess Innistrad might fall in the decade. Maybe.
1: Um, yeah probably that was probably like Just 2012
0: right at, yeah right at the very end so like yeah. somewhere like Kahn's Innistrad like Dominaria mm-hmm. right like Cons is like up there and uh, would draft at FNM then would draft at midnight then would come back the next night and draft at 7 and then draft at midnight and that would be my weekend like I would get four drafts in every weekend. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and then like I would draft during the week too, if they yeah. had like drafts during the week. Um. The um, like being the uh, when there would be um, uh, invitation only events. That was always mm-hmm. fun. Yep. When I was like, are are you in the are you in the messenger chat? Congratulations there's an event happening.
1: <laughs> I remember when I got invited to the messenger chat.
0: Yeah. it's a big deal. You're like, Oh I, yeah. I had
1: to like work my way up into it. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, I yeah, think, hey. uh, I think chase was the one that invited me. He's okay. like, Oh, you brewed that deck all on your own. It looks like you're getting pretty good. Why don't you enter this group chat? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh,
0: what's this? Ooh. There's awesome. other events. What do you mean? There's other things going on? Yeah. Oh, I remember so um I was convinced and still am that Savage Knuckleblade is good. They also uh, on Arena Decklist this week they tell a story about Savage Knuckleblade. Oh yeah. Because uh, it, it was it was in a in a uh, a pioneer decklist that oh, went really? yeah. Wow. Yeah. like big Nux was there, right? And so uh, I went to my parents' house up in Cleveland and they had a magic store right down the road from them. Mm-hmm. And so they had like a Saturday afternoon tournament, so I went. and it was so... Um, oh gosh. it was Khan's and Theros standard.. Mm-hmm. And I went and I played a teamer deck. Sirrak uh, Dragon claw, right? the flash guy. Yeah. And uh, knuckleblade. And I was playing natural light, like, no, was it tranquility? The, what is the, uh, back to nature, destroy all enchantments. Yes. Back to nature. And like, just wrecked someone like blew up three coursers or something. And all these like artifact creature uh, enchantment creatures to the point where like he called people over and was like, Oh my God, like this, this guy's deck's amazing. (laughs) that's just like yeah it is that's right like like, where did you find this I'm like I made it how this is so I was like well you see you understand the metagame is just like you just like you only play Jermoka's command you know when it's always a two for one right or uh, you uh, uh, you play you sideboard in uh, back to nature and you annihilate your opponent's, like, four enchantment creatures. Like, it's great. It's yeah. a one-sided path. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm very good at this. But, like, just that, like, 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 you know, being, like, the guy who just, like, rolled it on a Saturday and just, like, left Ruined with, like. Ruined somebody's day. But, like, won the tournament, left with, like, all the stuffs. Yeah. Now, there's equally days. I did some pre-releases by, like, Hannah's where, like, I was, like, oh three, 3 and I was just, like, can I have my pity pack so I can leave now? <laughs> like I I need to go, this yeah. is this is bad. I don't want to be here. Uh, but yeah, like I used to like drive to like random places, uh, and like play tournaments. Just like, mm-hmm. like oh Hannah's like got class today or is studying all uh all all night or all day. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go do pre-release in like you know random plaza in like outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Or like uh looking for cards, and like so there is a glorious time people picture it, like I don't know two thousand uh 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there, right, mm-hmm. where not every store had their uh had their collection linked to crystal commerce, oh yeah. And you could go into stores and, like, it was worth you just walking into a random store because they might have a dual land for $40. Yep.
1: Right? Because nobody knew what it was worth.
0: Yeah. Like, I, like, would go into, like, weird hobby stores that, like, somehow Wizards said they, like, sold magic products. Yeah. And, like, they had singles that were, like, from Homelands. Just, like, unsorted, just, like, sitting there. And you're just, like, weird? Okay. Like, how are you still on their website? But okay. (laughs) Like, I went to, like, a train store in, like, some rural Pennsylvania town. And they just had some unsorted Homeland Cards and, like, some packs. And it was just, like, weird. But, like, it was, like, there was this, like, ability, like, you could go into a store and, like, find a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, it was, like, worth going in someplace because you never knew what they had or, like, what they thought it was going to be worth. Yeah. Right? And now, like, that's gone. Like, oh, yeah. that. The internet ruined that. Yeah. That, like, hole in the market has been filled. But, okay. So,
1: going, like, one step back further than that, before you came back to the game, so the first time you were playing the game. Do you remember the mailing lists? No. So, like, internet commerce was not a thing. You couldn't buy or sell anything on the internet. So, one of the early ways to get singles was to be on a mailing list. So, you had to, like, get the advertisement from, like, your InQuest or Scry or whatever magazine and fill out a card and mail it into a company. And then I think it was quarterly, the company would send you like 12 pages of paper with cards and prices on them. And you would like mark off which cards you wanted to purchase and then mail this thing back to them with a check. And then hopefully at some point they would send cards to you.
0: You don't remember the, this no i I love the hopefully maybe at some point aspect of it, yeah, right that that's how things were back in the day um so Brian Gottlieb just told a story that like he was on some like early internet message board where like you would like match with people and like trade them cards, so kind of yeah. like a card sphere or like a puka trade god the rest soul soul um. Yeah. But with, like, no infrastructure, right? right. Basically just Craigslist. And he was like, yeah, I sent, like, these cards that were, like, the most valuable in my collection to get stuff. Nothing ever came back. Yeah. And that's how stuff worked. You were just like, well, I hope I get these cards. Mm-hmm. Here, Here is my check in a signed self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, I'm, I'm trying to find uh see if anybody hasn't uploaded one of those old I don't even remember what the name of the company was. There was a couple different companies that did' them
0: but yeah, you're just like, I hope this comes back yeah this is this is only a little shady, but we're doing it, yep yeah no i
1: I don't think I could ever convince my my mom to to do that for me.
0: No, I don't think I ever ordered anything, but no, that was definitely not something that I had ever seen, but I mean, not surprising. Like the first person who started like legitimately selling magic cards is doing all right for themselves. Like the, the single sellers, but like, that's, what's different, right? Like, yeah, the, the idea of like a meta game was so much more like small than it is oh, now, yeah. right? Like, your metagame was, like, the 12 other people in your town that played Magic. Yep. And, like, what cards they happen to own. Right? Like, not not like, you know, this thing now where you're just like, well, I need uh, four of this card for this deck, and, it, like, it shows up at your house. It was, I mean, like,
1: even, even, like, when I had gotten back into the game, like, during Theros... Um, I don't think ordering stuff on the internet was like as easy as it is now, or there were so many different buyers. Like I know star city and channel fireball were around, but I don't think it was as common to order from them as like it is now. Um, I remember like going to either white widow or what was the comic book store? Uh, One of the comic book stores had some singles.
0: There was K and K.
1: Yeah, and K and K had some singles. But I remember trying to put a deck together and like having to run around to two or three different stores mm-hmm. in between like work and F&M to like try and get a deck together.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Well, I think that like um it it was just I don't know, like it seems like it should have been there, but like I would say Five, six years ago. Yeah, it's about the right time frame. um, Magic was a trading card game. Oh, yeah, very much so. When is the last time, like, the last two years notwithstanding, that, like, people actually traded cards? Like, some commander players will do it because they, like, just have binders on binders. But, like, you show someone your binder of all, like, your standard rares... They're all effectively bulk. No one wants yep. any of them. Basically. Like, very rarely do cards get traded for one another. Yeah.
1: Right? I, I wasn't, like, ever really into... Like, you did a lot more trading than I did.
0: Yeah, but, like, it just... Like, the idea of trading, it was, like, everyone just, like, buys the singles that they need. Yeah. And then doesn't trade anything. Right right it's just like nope don't do that thing right like uh uh our uh, illustrious uh barber extraordinaire um uh, tom would just talk about how like when the set would come out he would buy all the cards he wanted and then a bunch of packages would show up at his house and that was all the cards he needed from the set done yep and so like That aspect of like, oh, I opened this card and I don't need it. I will trade it to you for this other card. Mm -hmm. Like, went away. Also, like, way back in the day, right? It was like, you have a rare. I have a rare. You want my rare. I want your rare. Let us trade rares.
1: Well, I mean, like, way back in the day, you didn't even know what was rare or not.
0: True. True. But, like, you would, like, trade for rarity, right? Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it's like, well, this card is $4.52 and I've got $4.50 worth of value. I need to find a two cent card from you. Yeah. So just, no. Just trade. Just, just <laughs> here are two pennies. You will drop these and not think about them. Can we just stop? Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, like that, like kind of a whole, the, like the pure, like, oh, hey, your card's cool and. You think my card's cool, we should switch ownership of them. Right. It's a much more like, you know, scientific or yeah. like again, the fun has been squeezed out of it process. Yeah. But yeah, I I remember like going and like getting cards and like trading them. Or do you remember um do you remember the uh uh when Soren Solemn Visitor happened? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when cons came out, there were two planeswalkers. There was Sarkin, is it Dragon Collar? Or Sarkin, Dragon something, yeah. Dragon something. And Soren Solemn Visitor.
1: Dragon and Speaker?
0: Dragon Speaker Yeah, something. So yeah. he everyone was like, Oh man, Sarkin's amazing. It's like five mana, it turns into like a four four dragon and like yeah. beats down. It was like thirty dollars for pre release. And Soren was like 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. and um, then we played pre-release right and everyone quickly realized that Soren was great yeah and Soren went to like 40 or 50 bucks for like a standard mythic mm-hmm. in 2014 2015 so like a reasonable amount of money right Mm-hmm. Like it just like have those like wild swings like we don't see those anymore where yeah. like people like just misread a card and then like are like oh no this this is great this is this is really super duper duper good what right? about
1: like grace friends prodigy
0: yeah like okay oh, like hey, during
1: this... pre-release that that card was sub ten dollars
0: yeah and it went to like 80 but it was over
1: 100 for a little bit
0: yeah, it was, like, the only thing to do in Standard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that happens less now.
1: Yeah. Do you remember... One more for you. Do you remember when... Was it Wingmate Rock?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember, like, what it did price-wise, but I just remember it was, like, no one cared about it, and then it was, like, wait a minute. It's always two, three, four flyers for four? For five. For five? Okay. Yeah. Now it'd be for four.
1: Well, I mean, now would it, now would be for four and unplayable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Two, <laughs> two, three, four flyers. <laughs> Get yeah, out of here. That's not enough.
1: Where's my extra turn?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, need, I need two flyers and the chance to attack with them, please. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like Wingmate Rock, just like no one read that card. I was like, this is good. And then yeah. it just... Like that doesn't happen very often now. Like way less than I think it used to. Yeah. Where like a card just gets missed. Yep.
1: I remember trading my Wingmate rocks for fetch lands.
0: I mean that turned out okay in the long term. Oh
1: yeah, no, it turned out great in the long term, but
0: I I traded my fetch lands recently for Mox diamonds.
1: <laughs> Worked out all right for you too then.
0: Worked out all right. Worked out all right. But I had so many fetch lands from, like, playing infinite cons. I think I had, like, 8 or 12 of every fetch land. Jeez. Yeah. We had a lot of fetch lands from from infinite cons drafts. (laughs) (sighs) Good old days. People being, like, when the fetch lands were, like, $15, just, like, greedily taking as many as they could get. Yeah. Like, they're only $15? Oh, my God, i got to get as many of these as I can.
1: Well, what's crazy is like I guess I didn't even realize it at the time because I was still pretty new to the game and like modern was the last thing on my mind. But those fetches weren't legal in modern until then. Yeah, like the entirety of me playing in modern, we've had access to all ten fetches, but which was, was not that way for where, a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just like the fast lands, right? We didn't have access to the fast lands. Yeah. To the to the other half of Fastlands until uh, Kaladesh, yep, right. And you just take that for granted. Kids these days don't know what it was like. They don't know the struggle. They do not. It's like, oh yeah,
1: not yeah. having perfect mana every game.
0: Yeah, getting to play cards over three mana. What is that like? Or right. over two mana. Come on yep. now, not in this economy. all all the time
1: yeah right do you remember the first big event that you went
0: to um it was um i do believe it was a gp charlotte it was gp charlotte gp charlotte and i played burn i played against the mirror Mm-hmm. and i think i brought in ley line of sanctity and he brought in ley line of punishment oh it was just weird um <laughs> i distinctly remember in like the bad bracket i think it was this gp charlotte playing against like a very attractive girl who was wearing like half a shirt and like half yeah. like an entourage with her <laughs> like she had like sycophants and like we played and i was just like okay. only fans she would now <laughs> she would now she'd be like, she'd have a fully foiled up deck on the back of like feet picks or something like that's just That's the, uh, I made I made a joke, uh, in an email to my students. I was like, uh, you know, about how 2022 uh, already started off great. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, in, uh, by April, the entire economy will be based on JPEGs of monkeys. Uh, <laughs> Because whatever the, the the whatever the ape N- NFTs are, right? That like, yeah, right. Maybe the entire economy is just based on JPEGs of foot of feet. Then I just don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah, like she like she would have she would have a a following, yeah. and like three thousand downloads on her podcast every week. Yeah, she she'd be doing all right for herself. <laughs> but I remember I remember that. Um, I think that was the first big one. Is is uh i do believe it was a gp back yeah, the, when like gps came to north carolina
1: right in in the way before times the way um, before times
0: yes yeah
1: the first big event i remember i think was an scg open i don't think it was a um maybe a a, maybe
0: maybe it wasn't open cuz i yeah, think- it was a
1: modern open
0: it was definitely, I played Mono Red Burn and, and, uh, I played Burn and Modern. Yeah. For sure. Um,
1: and it was really like my first foray into Modern. I had put Elves together and maybe only played it like two Modern nights before we went to the tournament. So I really hadn't played Modern at all. Um, I had learned a little bit about the format from watching some coverage, but, like that was even before i was like really part of like our team or whatever um and i got dumpstered two rounds in a row by ad nauseum and i didn't know how that deck worked and after losing like so badly the first two rounds i had gone up to i think it was um like cameron and bowman and like all you guys And was talking about how I lost to Adnaz, but I didn't understand how I lost. And the reason I didn't understand how I lost is because both of my round one and two opponents played the combo wrong. (laughs) And that's why it wasn't making sense to me. They had both basically like cheated the win.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to so, competitive magic,
1: boys and girls. Yeah, welcome, welcome to modern. And, like, I didn't know any better, so I just said, all right, you got it. And uh, and they were like, good score. Yeah. But then I came in 11th in the uh, standard classic the next day and won some lilies to Bill Jun. so.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yep. I definitely, yeah, like- none of us ever did this, but you ever remember ever being like at like uh a gp or an open and you're just like you know looking around and you just hear like some random talking to the person who like you know is manning the booth and is like look okay real talk if i don't day two with affinity i'm selling the entire deck Mm Mhm. and like they would just sell their entire deck
1: oh yeah go right to the vendor's
0: here how much will you give me for affinity right and it's just like why are you like rage making horrible decisions <laughs> like affinity won this tournament it is not affinity's fault right like this is a bad choice and they're just like it's dead to me and it's like okay it, it is, did me dirty it, it, it did me wrong i don't want to do it anymore and it's like okay seems like a bit of a stretch but okay.
1: Yep.
0: Uh yeah, like you don't get you don't get this anymore. Usually people no. with local game stores don't nuke their entire deck after <laughs> like a bad F&M. Well,
1: I mean there's a few times where I've seen a deck launched across the room.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard stories. I've not seen that personally. I'm pretty sure Salty Seth launched his deck across the room. One FNM. Uh, we definitely had a. Um, so I'm sure you guys have seen. It's it's a skit. It's a uh, a, a guy. I don't know what his name is. Playing magic, and he like flips the table. Yeah. Right. That apparently happened before my time at our old store. Uh, Was it
1: a similarly shaped man?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, so. Before, like, Planeswalker points, they did, like, an ELO system. And um, you had to have a certain, like, ranking to, Mm -hmm. like, qualify for things. And, you know, if you lost to some random, like, your, like, ELO got crushed. Yeah. Right? And, like, lost to some random and, like, flipped the table in the middle of the shop. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, like, you you don't get those things on, on Arena, man. At least you can't see them.
1: <laughs> that's true. Maybe your opponent roping you is because he flipped his table.
0: I definitely was comboing people out and uh, getting roped. And I'm like, yep, that's what's happening. Like, also, Arena is so unfriendly to, like, repetitive combos. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Magic Online is
1: also, though. Yeah, it's like, hey, I need but to cast... But at least you can yield to the triggers in Moto.
0: Yeah, well, or, you know, like, just use your time. Yeah. Right? As opposed to, like, you're casting, like, your, uh... Oh, God, what's his name? You're a Sararak. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like the rope starts burning and Mm -hmm. you can't keep up with it yeah and then you're like okay i've got to like audible into like another way of comboing yeah to the point like i would go down the wrong dungeon for the combo and go down the one that lets you like scry and draw cards so i could like find a way to um uh what's it called to like win another way. I'm like, oh god, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I need to draw some cards so mm-hmm. I can find what I need. Yeah. Um but yeah it's just like uh come on arena, stop. Yep. Uh but yeah like you don't get the like you don't get to just look at someone and go like I get to do this forever. Right. I have demonstrated, I've demonstrated loop. a loop demonstrated a loop. This loop will stop with 20 goblins and you dead. That's right. Are we good? Excellent. Yep, we're good. We are good. We can we can stop now. But yeah, I, it's like I miss I don't know if um, you know, going to whatever the next weird in, uh, incarnation of Magic Fest or GP or whatever it is, MagicCon, whatever it is, uh, like how that, yeah, how that will be, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is it gonna have the same vibe? Like, can I trick Anthony to get on a plane and fly somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not,
1: unless you're planning on playing Commander.
0: Maybe I don't know. If he has blue-white spirits, he could play that in Pioneer. He'd be a happy man.
1: Well, no, I meant because you're probably going to have a lot better luck finding a Commander game then.
0: I I would hope that they would still do side effects.
1: Time will tell.
0: Time will tell. Hey, you are talking to someone who owns one Commander deck. Oh, yeah? I haven't opened it. (laughs) <laughs> but, for, but for christmas uh i got asked what i wanted and so i bought whatever that blue green commander legends commander deck is with like slightly oh, yeah, better yeah. Easy. Tatua- easy yeah i have that commander deck sitting on nice. my on my shelf uh I already have some ideas for changes and upgrades that I wanted to do. Cause it was a deck I got Anthony and I was like going to like, I like was working on things to do with it. And, uh, but I'm just like, so I have one. If like the world goes, uh, all crazy, I can put some, I can put a trop in it and feel <laughs> like I did it. And a Mox diamond and a Mox. diamond. are you, are you trying to beat me with your wallet? I am. Is it working? <laughs>
1: I just want to play Legacy, and you people won't let me. So this is what you get.
0: Yeah, it's what you get. You get my Legacy cards <laughs> in your in format. your format. Let's go. Yep. Why is there a dark depths? Shut up! Don't ask. <laughs> I know what... it's not
1: good in Commander, but it's what I do. So leave me alone.
0: I'm going to tap this dark depths, this Yavimai Cradle of Growth in this uh other land and remove one ice counter from my dark depths. Let's go. Yep. Um this is what I do. Don't <laughs> judge me. Uh but yeah, so I have I have one commander deck if things go sideways. Well I
1: just uh I think the first commander deck I ever built was CDC Brood Tyrant. Like okay. Zombie Tribal And my project this weekend was I went through and it was a lot of work for somebody that is very unfamiliar with graphic design. But I deconstructed the double feature frames from like the terrible quality images that are on the internet of the double feature cards and made that whole deck in the double feature frame.
0: Man, going deep.
1: Yeah. It actually came out kind of cool, but it was a lot of work.
0: Look at all these skills you're developing. I know, right? Oh, I definitely would not call this a skill. Hey, man, it's how it starts. And then eventually you're just like, oh, hey, yeah. I have a skill. <laughs> this is pretty all right. Look at this thing I couldn't do before that now I can do.
1: I sent so, you a sample.
0: I see here. Uh, now, I don't... See, you sent me Art School of Thraben in the double feature mm-hmm. frame. And, like, isn't that card just going to, like, be in the double feature frame?
1: It is, except I redid the art because the art was super grainy and, like, poorly done. Okay. Here, let me find you a different one. How About
0: Do-do-do. so you're just gonna have the casual try hard back on them. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, here you go. Here's my commander deck. Yep. I like I want the stupid oh what is he called? The uh the guy who like the mythic from this set that like puts lands into play, unless you draw cards. Oh yeah, uh, Is it
1: cultivator colossus. Yeah,
0: but it's like thirty five dollars, and I'm like, no, yeah, no, not for like a commander deck I may never play. Right. Um. Also, random thoughts I had today. Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Oh, Gravecrawler fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Look at me. Yeah.
1: Like uh, I know what I'm doing or something.
0: So. Uh, the historic ban list, how, like, comical do some of those cards look <laughs> on that ban list compared know, right? to some of the garbage we play against? Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's to believe, be believed, but Saffron Olive is convinced that they're going to start unbanning cards on the modern ban list because of how, like, reticulous they are.
1: On the modern ban list?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the cards, he's like, oh, they're going to get rid of a uh, card. uh, Like, they're going to take Glimpse of Nature off. And I'm like, probably not, but... Yeah, I like, don't know about that. But, like, only one deck plays it, and that deck's not good. Uh, yeah. Like, is the deck good uh, with it? But, but I was like, huh, what are cards you can buy to take advantage of this? I don't know why I thought of this. Ooh. Like, okay, but I'd like, you know, uh, you know, like punishing fire.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was a comment though. Wasn't it? I don't know that there's a whole lot of advantage to be gained there.
0: Uh eh, fair. I don't know how much they are. It was an uncommon.
1: Yeah. I guess I don't know how much they are either.
0: 29 cents according to, uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, and uh, I guess
1: it was really just a one printing, right? So maybe they go into a. In Zendikar,
0: you're yeah. talking to someone who bought every... twelve-dollar
1: inquisitions.
0: No, I bought every um, sort of the meek in Thother oh, yeah. Foundry, yeah. for like twenty-five cents a piece. And I like looked at the guy and I was like, "Why are you buying these?" This is a pet card. I said, "When they're unbanned, they're going to be five dollars," and they yeah. were all five dollars. And I yep. got rid of all of them. I mean, think about like burn, uh, Burning Tree, uh, not Burning Tree. I say Bloodbraid Elf. Yeah, that's true. Like they, yep, same deal. And like, you can't tell, me, colder, that pun- you can't tell me that you can't tell me that Punishing Fire is too good for modern. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but I yeah. mean,
1: did you see uh, Threavenue's latest video? Like, it's not even good enough for lands anymore.
0: Oh yeah, they don't play it in land They haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like why why bother? Yeah. Yeah. No, but just like I was just like, oh what like thinking about like old modern and like, you know, it's like, oh you can't unban Golgari grave troll. I'm like fine. I'm like I'm not gonna like have that fight. But like, mm-hmm. like Everything
1: eats your graveyard.
0: Yeah, there's endurance <laughs> there's yeah. uh Everyone's playing, like, main deck um, what are they called? Uh, Lan- uh, Soul Guide Lantern. Yeah. Right, like, no, there's not just unmolested graveyards hanging out. Right. Right, like, we all thought that it'd be unthinkable to unpan Stoneforge Mystic. And, like, yeah. it's good. And Jace. It's a Jace is not good in the current format. Yep. But, Yeah, it's just like, oh. So, real quick, speaking of bans and, like, unbans and controlling a format. Yeah. There was one thing that, like, I think someone put up in the Discord today. uh, Yeah, I think Brad posted it. And that was that Wizards uh, in uh, Gavin Verhey's Good Morning Magic, one, uh, admitted to the fact they have no idea what's going on in Popper. (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah to the surprise of no one i i would hazard to guess like if you pulled most of the magic community they would say most of the people making decisions about formats have no idea what's going on in the formats uh yeah it's like excuse me you're legacy expert what is the last time you played a game of legacy and weren't monkeyed <laughs> uh, could monkey be a problem oh no it's a fair and balanced card. try again um
1: yeah is modern horizons 2 still in print then it's fine
0: it's fine perfectly fine um but they um announced the popper format panel
1: yeah is that what it is the pfp i couldn't remember what it was called when i was making the notes
0: yeah i think that's what it is it's popper format panel that's what comes up in google as i type it okay so yes announcing the popper format panel and uh Basically, this is almost a fully external from Wizards committee mm-hmm. of six content creators of varying size Right. and Gavin. It, to be fair, though, like, I don't. Follow. I don't follow popper, popper these...
1: content creators, so I don't know like how prevalent they are in the community. Yeah, these... it's just people that we had never heard of.
0: So. Never ever heard of. Right. Uh, I asked how many how many downloads on the podcast we have to get before I can be part of the historic uh, format uh, <laughs> the the arena format uh, panel uh, the AFP. Like when when can when can I they start taking my input there? But that's right. So have six people. A combination of streamers which I just thought it was so funny it, that like most of the people were streamers it's like wizards can't get out of their own way like <laughs> they have to stream right like streaming's cool right bro streaming gets beans so we gotta get streamers <laughs> in on this bro streamers beans okay All right but it was streamers and then a couple people that primarily write articles mm-hmm. um and then, like I said, Gavin. And so they're going to like meet and discuss the format and talk about what needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. And then Gavin will take that list of, of uh, suggestions to play design slash the people with the banhammer, hammer right. and be like, hey, we think these cards need to get banned. And he's pretty sure the people that have the band hammer are going to go... Sounds good Okay, He's like I assume most of the time They will just go along with whatever we suggest (laughs) Right Which also leads to the like Awkward thing Of when the whole panel's like It's gots to go And they're just like No No. And then like the like weird subtweets (laughs) Like from (laughs) the panel members Like I really feel as though this pro this card is egregious. We await the decisions of play design or whatever. Right. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's okay. Like, um, or just like, you know, pictures of the card with like the, the dog on fire meme. Yeah. It's just like, no, just like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so they're going to meet and discuss the popper format in like, kind of how to uh steward it because basically popper is a blind spot for wizards
1: I mean that's what that's what gavin said
0: yeah is basically we don't have anyone with expertise in popper
1: I mean I, I would make the argument that there's not really anybody doing that anywhere but
0: in any format yeah I think part of the problem is, and this has been like something that's been talked about, is yeah. that
1: I mean, we've talked about it.
0: But once you go inside the building, right? Like, you can't participate in competitive magic anymore, right? Or like, you know, nothing. You can participate in competitive magic now, uh, <laughs> but you you weren't allowed to participate in competitive magic. So, like, the people that went into Wizards ended up playing a lot of like Commander, yeah, and like more, more casual, casual formats. Games. Right, because they like why am I gonna grind modern leagues, right? So like um so I think that there is like a hole where like it's people that don't understand the formats as well as they should making these decisions. Like you know, for as many for as many people complain about legacy, the fact that nothing has happened. Right. It's just wild.
1: Like I mean people have been boycotting events and nothing has happened.
0: Yeah. It's just like, uh but again, Modern Horizons is in print, like I don't know how long did it take them to ban um gosh, what's his name? Uh and Six Way too long. In Legacy. Yeah. Like but anyway, so as opposed to letting like, you know, uh Chatterstorm, which we knew from the day it was printed, was going to be banned in Popper. Yeah. Like run rampant over the format for like four months. They're just going to get rid of like they're gonna have people that can be like yo no this can't be here, yeah right like hey I played like six popper leagues uh, in the last three days and all I played against was Chatterstorm can we not yeah and I'm like oh get good point like okay like what about everyone else oh all I've done is play against Chatterstorm okay we should probably ban Chatterstorm yeah cool or you know I don't know what card you ban in Affinity. To make it not 20% of the metagame. But so they're going to try, they're going to have this group of external people that are going to serve as like an advisory committee Mm -hmm. to make the format more enjoyable, better. And a lot of them in their little like interviews that they did kind of talked about wanting to make sure that the format was stewarded and was healthy and strong going forward. Yeah. Right. And like, that's not something we often hear talk about as like, hey, we want the format to be super great and awesome for, you know, people to play in six years. Yeah. Like, I mean, hopefully this idea for Popper works and they develop something similar for Legacy.
1: So, like, that was kind of the part of this that I wanted to touch on. And okay. I think based on what you have said thus far, we're going to have differing opinions here. Okay. Um, there have been multiple people I have seen um, demanding this for other formats. For legacy and modern and whatever. Um. I don't... I don't... I get that people want to have like their favorite format be, you know, happy and healthy and, you know, free of whatever oppressive cards Wizards decides to print or whatever. And I get that there's like a finite amount of resources that Wizards can put into um, like playtesting for all the different formats. And I understand what you just said about um, like the people that they have playtesting kind of automatically start deviating from competitive play as soon as they walk in the building. But that's also Wizards' job. And, like, I highly doubt that these pauper format panel people are getting compensated for the work they're doing to maintain the format. Like, I mean, that's Wizards' job is to... Make cards that make a healthy format. Stop printing garbage cards.
0: Fair. I am with you there. But, uh, one, I agree they should be compensated. Um, yeah, I, I think... mean, I'm just assuming they're not being Oh, no, I, I'm, I, I agree. I agree that yeah. this is, this. I guess, uh, if you're a content creator, you're getting paid in exposure, which does not keep the lights on. That is uh, correct but um if there were people willing to vol like if this goes well mm-hmm. and popper is uh a better format because of this uh panel yeah right we have two options for like i think that you know, as much as it pains us, right. Legacy, I think is moving into like the realm of vintage yeah, where it is a casual niche format. Mm. -hmm. Right.
1: Something old timers gather around with a bottle of scotch and
0: yeah. And play. And like, you know, that if you're playing it at your like LGS, like you get, you get a crowd because you've got $6,000 worth of mana base on the table. Right. Right. Uh, but right like you want these formats to be taken care of and mm. i think that popper and legacy to some degree well popper was a community created format much like commander it was um legacy is a wizards created format that they it's have been abandoned or- they have orphaned yeah Right, that format is gone. Like uh, Wizards is modern forward. Is where Wizards focus is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it, like,
1: there's people even demanding this for modern though. Well, I mean, they they want an outside group that will, you know, come together and discuss health of the format and propose bans for I mean, modern also.
0: There is nothing stopping them. It does not mean wizards has to listen to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's true. but I mean, I think that's kind of the point, though, is that there's some expectation of being listened to with this. Yeah. Some legitimacy.
0: So what I would say is is people are dumb. And that you could say, like, I feel like you can't... Wizards can't abdicate... Um. uh, Managing, what is effectively their "quote unquote" like premier non-rotating format?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, especially something that they're actively designing products solely for.
0: Yes, that they're actively monetizing.
1: Yeah,
0: but they are not actively monetizing Popper. Right for now, for now, like.
1: You just wait, Popper players, till Wizards gets their grubby little mitts into you, too.
0: Popper Horizons. It's just a $10 pack of all commons. (laughs) They just have no rarities. It's just 15 cards with the black symbol on it. Um, Secret
1: Lair, the Popper format. And it's every Popper deck. (laughs)
0: There you go. For $45. Just all of them. Um, Right. But. I don't think that Wizards is going to pay any attention to Legacy. Yeah, and so if you want Legacy to be managed, you can have someone. Someone is going to have to do it. I mean, the Commander people, like they get way too much crap. Mm -hmm. Like you know, especially on like social media, right? But at the same time. Right, at least it's like a player run thing that they're trying to make the format better. And yep. you may not agree with their decisions, but they're trying. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that there's a feeling that there's not a lot of trying from Wizards on Popper and Legacy. Right. And like this could be a model for again those like orphaned formats where like, you know, Vintage has, like, the Vintage Council. And they're like, no, but if they did, right, like, you could see, like, for these formats that Wizards just doesn't pay any attention to. Yeah. That they're like, okay, we should probably do some stuff here. Because, like, who's their legacy expert that's paying attention to legacy? Somebody
1: that loves playing monkeys.
0: Apparently. Like, but you can't be, like, you can't be a legacy expert who knows enough about legacy to like make band decisions and also be meaningly f- contributing on like two other formats. True. Right? Like, I know your job is magic, but it's not like they give someone's job as like the person who watches legacy. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, you watch Legacy and you also playtest the standard cards and you're also tweaking the knobs on whatever 45 supplemental products are coming out this year. And oh, yeah, like where are we at on like the health of Legacy? And it's like, dude, you don't pay me enough. Like I only have so much bandwidth.
1: Oh Yes. Sublet it out to people you don't pay at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is this is the corporate way.
1: That's right. So there's one, one more part to my, I don't want to call it an argument, but my, uh, my point of view, I guess. Okay. And I have a feeling that if this is the direction that things are going, where we're just going to end up with, you know, a player run committee for every format that reports back to Wizards, and then they take action accordingly that we're kind of going to end up in the same place where video games ended up. And what I mean by that is, like, I mean, back back in my day, like, there weren't pre-orders where you ordered, like, a game a year ahead of time and then were delivered a half-completed video game that they're going to sell you three DLCs to get the full game. Like the way the business model has evolved over time is that they, you know, let the players be the playtesters. And, you know, the expectation is that when a game ships, it's going to be buggy. And then you're going to have to buy two or three DLCs to get like a complete content of the video game. And I can definitely see that happening here where. You know, they get a committee set in place for Modern Legacy, Pauper, whatever, whatever other formats, Pioneer, whatever formats that they don't have somebody actively looking out for. And then it doesn't matter what they print because the committee's going to tell them what to do about it. So they can just print a million busted cards all the time and wait a couple weeks and get input from, you know, the various advocates for formats. And that's it.
0: Well, I mean, this is kind of the same argument that we've had with alchemy, right? Where yeah. it's like, well, no one cares about standard. People are only going to care about alchemy so that they can just be less careful because they mm-hmm. can always fix it later. Right. Um, my thought when you said like video games and you have an interesting point was what I talked called the Smash Brothers model, right? Where there are like mm-hmm. giant Smash tournaments that are like all player run. Yeah. Right. Like are we moving to a world where like there's gonna be like a go fund me to like reserve a convention hall? And like uh, like I don't program- know,
1: call up Cedric and P. Sully, see what they have to say. Yeah.
0: But like my idea was more like is just more along the lines of like I agree that they're gonna like might do a worse job of playtesting, yeah. but I think it's They're not doing a good job of that stuff anyway. And I know that, like, be like, it's the hardest job. It's like, no, it's not. It's not the hardest job, first of all. Deadliest catch. Hardest job. But, (laughs) um, but, second, like, at least someone would be looking out for the format. Yeah. Right? And I think that we have to, like, you know, divide the formats on some level into like competitive and casual Mm -hmm. and like vintage and legacy and popper survive purely based on uh community interest yeah and nothing about um uh what's going on from like the mothership right so so like i would rather this kind of system that works for popper getting moved to vintage and legacy but i wouldn't want to see it going forward because i think modern forward is our definition of competitive formats and like the competitive formats should be run by wizards now i say competitive formats i don't know what we're competing for uh, what's his name? Sir Mix-a-Lot told me the world would know. The world does not know. <laughs> right. So, but like I think that you know you can do a better job. Like six people who play three legacy leagues a week mm-hmm. each know more about the format than whoever's, whoever's making decisions about the format at Wizards. Yeah. Right. I, speaking of a story, I remember outside of uh K and K, guy i never met before came and was talking to me. He's a guy I used to play, blah blah it's really good at legacy, yada yada yada. It was talking about like Nimble Mongoose. Yeah. And how good Nimble Mongoose was and how great Nimble Mongoose is and I was just like I don't have the heart to tell him that Nimble Mongoose is stone unplayable. Unplayable. Like, and, and uh, this was like 2000 like 16, 17. Yeah. Right before like current like crazy power. But right. like it's like, yeah, Nimble Mongoose is not a playable magic card. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, that card doesn't really get played. It's kind of been replaced by like a but, but why? Because uh, it's not good enough anymore. And I feel like like the legacy expert at Wizards is just like it's that guy. Yeah, it's Nibble Mongoose. Like that yeah. that's that's a powerful card. It's like no 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 no. So like it'd be much better to have someone like babysitting yeah. than no one. And like we are currently at like no one. But you are right. Like it is super crappy. Right? Like uh imagine if like baseball just like every pitch that was thrown, you got to like get on your phone, pull the fans and, <laughs> and vote if it was a ball yeah. or a strike Yeah, or like golf actually does this. Oh, yeah. In the golf rules, anyone can narc on you for making a rules mistake. At least it's how it used to be. Hmm. So people have lost strokes and been disqualified because people watching the telecast would call in and be like, yeah, so-and-so did this thing on, like, hole seven. You're not allowed to do that. And they'd review the tape, and, like, you keep your own score in golf, and if you sign an incorrect scorecard, you're DQ'd. Huh. And they're like, so a famous story, a guy was, like, wearing pants and, like, had to, like, hit... Had to get on his knees to hit a shot. Right, he was in a bad lie and had to be on his knees. Hit the shot. Well, he didn't want to kneel on the dirt in his pants, so he put down a towel. Well, putting down a towel is like called building a stand, because like oh. he was changing his his footing or how he was positioning himself by like putting down the towel, and technically that's a one-stroke penalty, and completed hmm. the match, signed the and was disqualified because someone at home called it in. Huh. Right. Uh, I don't know if they still allow this. They may have changed it. But this was a thing that happened for years and years. Right. But like it is super shady that like Wizards is like yeah hey unpaid not even interns. Right. Can you like please do our job. And like that's just not a good look. But at least they're admitting we can't do our job. (laughs) <laughs> and hey we might be wrong they might all be getting like a check for 500 dollars for, I, mean, I, like, I hope they are for like every time they like meet or like they get yeah. like 150 dollars every time they meet or something and it's like you were gonna meet once every two weeks and wizards cut some like a hundred dollar check each time uh, the amount just keeps going down right but wizards <laughs> cuts them a hundred dollar check each time and I think you mean a seventy-five dollar check each $75 time. seventy-five th- dollar check each time. Yeah. Uh, one one Wendy's coupon book <laughs> with the a free key tag fr- for a free frosty. <laughs> yeah, because they with the with the with the frosty coupon removed from the coupon book. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, at least like, hopefully they're getting something for their time other than like exposure, yeah. right? Expired and, entertainment book a 2020 Myrtle <laughs> Beach Entertainment book That you got from like a Defunct show
1: <laughs> All of the Mini golf coupons are missing
0: All of them But hopefully they're getting something But like I think that making sure Like we can't just Have formats that people enjoy that no one's paying attention to as yeah, like they're just rotting. Yeah. And you said that like Wizards doesn't like it is hard to play test for stuff. Wizards has said that they only play test for standard. That they can't play test for older formats. So like they play test for standard and like oops it breaks another format. Oh, we just didn't ever bother to look cuz we can't. Yeah. Because, you know, there's seven people or eight people on play design, right? There's seven people, so they can't ever fire a full draft, right? <laughs> right? Like, you just have someone, you have a bot. You have to, like, pull some random in out of the hallway. <laughs> uh, hey, you, pick the third card in every pack. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, hey, you, you're on the D&D team, right? Get in here. Just... Pick all the same Everything color. Everything
1: with a picture with goblins.
0: Go. <laughs> there, there aren't any. Too bad. Uh, but well, yeah, like picking that pack. Yeah, just pass it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I just don't. I don't want to see like formats that people enjoy just rot. Mm-hmm. And this, while not a perfect solution, is better than format rot. That's true. Right. I
1: I guess like legacy doesn't bother me as much as modern did. And I saw people advocating for this for modern. And I don't think that in a format where you're designing products for and directly monetizing, like you can let this happen because that's
0: like, I don't know. It
1: seems lazy.
0: (laughs) The, I like, that saying we need a, a modern one of these things, right? A modern player panel or whatever mm-hmm. um, is is saying we don't think Wizards knows knew what Modern Horizons 2 was going to do the format. I contend Wizards knew exactly what Modern Horizons 2 was going to do the format and it did exactly what they thought it was going to do.
1: Sell a whole bunch of Modern Horizons 2?
0: Sell a whole bunch of Modern Horizons 2, right? Yep. Because the only way you can sell more Modern Horizons 2 packs and Modern Horizons 1 packs is to invalidate all the Modern Horizons 1 cards. Right.
1: And Or reprint them. Oh, wait, they did that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and invalidate 20 years of Magic's history. Yeah. Which they did. Right. Like, I don't think anyone looked at Raghavan in, in development and was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. No, they were like, "Oh yeah, that card is just a staple. Uh, it's like unbeatable if you get hit with it like twice. Mm-hmm. If you get hit with it once, you're losing. If you get hit with it a second time, you're done." Right. Why is my game done on turn three? I'm at sixteen. Well, you see, your your opponent has, <laughs> your opponent has ramped to five and drawn two cards off of your deck you're done oh yeah. okay Th- thank you i was unsure um so like they're like they know what they're doing with the modern horizon sets they know they're rotating modern mm-hmm. and the people that want like modern to go back to 2000 like 17 like that's not gonna happen unbanned twin unbanned twin which again another thing that is laughably banned. Yeah. Like, on sure. one on one hand, it's terrifying because you can play Teferi Time Raveler <laughs> now. True. Right? But on the other hand, Solitude is a magic card. It is. Like, which, like, alright, tap out for this. Cool. Uh, I will force of negation it. Okay, uh, I will pact the negation it. Cool. Solitude, kill your guy. Yep. Oh. Bummer. Now I don't have five minutes to pay for my pact. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, right, like, like, that's not ever going to come back. And I think that's why people would want, like, a modern committee, is like, I don't like all of these Modern Horizons two cards, you should ban them. Right. Yeah.
1: And wizards is definitely not going to do that. Can't do that. At least not till it's out of print.
0: Yeah, but like, Legacy, like they're not making the like. I don't know how much of Ragavan's value is from Legacy, but it's not that much. Yeah. Just based on like how many people play Legacy. True. Right. So. I think that like if it got banned in Legacy, like no one would notice. If that's what like the committee, the council said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I like the idea, but you are right. I don't like I don't like the idea of people working for free. Yeah, especially especially when it's like a big corporation. It's like you have <laughs> the money to pay people. You made you have like
1: all a, of that money that you pulled
0: out of OP. Yeah, you you like. Uh, it was like had like a billion dollars in sales or something last quarter or last year yeah. or something absurd. Yeah, and it's like you have yeah, the money. get the Players to do it. Yeah, we'll get the players to do it. They they can't they can't complain to us. They're gonna complain. It's also brilliant, right? Like no one complains to wizards when commanders messed up, right? Right. They complain. <laughs> they complain to the uh whatever the council whatever they call the council right Rule commander committee. council rules committee. Um, so now if Popper's messed up, they're just gonna, like, be, like, hate-tweeting these poor people. Yeah. Uh, so, it just takes the the heat off of them. Yep. All right, so we've been going forever now. We have.
1: We should probably wrap it up, because we started late, too.
0: We started late. It's after 11, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We've been going hard. So. Uh, if you would like to uh, put uh, James or I on some sort of council to make important decisions, preferably paid, you can let <laughs> us know about these opportunities at Casual Tryhard on Twitter.
1: Uh, a casual tripod. A
0: tra- casual tripod. Dear God. Yeah. All all of my all of our sweet job offers are going somewhere else now. No. <laughs> <laughs> You
1: can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual MTG or you can email us show at com. If uh, Brad, you wanna hit us up in Discord and let us know what you think about this popper advisory group or what'd you call it? The PFP, the, the popper format panel. Power format yeah. panel, yes. Hop into Discord and let everybody know what your thoughts are um if any of you guys are looking to get into discord there's a link in the description there's a link on all our social media come on in join the conversation if you guys want to support the show uh you can use our tcg player affiliate link to buy any singles or sealed product you're looking to uh TCG.casualtryhardmtg.com. use that link head on over to tcg player whatever you purchase will help support the show and if you want to support us a little bit more directly like very directly uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash casual mtg throw a couple bucks in the pot you'll get access to our show notes you'll get access to our pre-show and you'll get put on my mailing list for when i have cool swag to send out to you guys we appreciate all you patrons yes you got anything else for do. tonight or is that it
0: that is it as we can tell by my inability to say the uh, uh, uh our twitter handle uh, yeah it's getting late So, with that, we'll catch you on the internet.
1: We'll catch you on the internet.